Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Captain's Log, March 1st, 2022. Yes, Captain's Log, in case you haven't heard, is the new term for the updates. Updates are podcasts that I try to record and then publish as quickly as possible, so they're the closest thing to real time as I do with the podcast. That's not entirely true. I do sometimes on Sundays, I do a live Facebook live recording and broadcasting at the same time. And uh, but other than that, Captain's Vlog updates are the fastest. So, wanted to just give you an update while I'm chilling here, waiting for the kiddo, kiddo number one, to uh, do his art lessons. Just went in for his art lessons, and we're very fortunate to be able to get him art lessons he's been doing art for a while now he's getting pretty good and he loves it so that's nice and uh all that good stuff so i wanted to just check in share with you what's been going on some of the exciting and fun things and some of the maybe not so fun things just some of the life things the challenges and whatnot so let's uh start at the beginning and when we get to the end we'll stop see so at the beginning this month, well, this is this is the beginning of the month. How about last month, February, February, 2022? I had a big goal, actually, starting March, late March of last year, 2021. I switched the podcast platform where I host the podcast, where I distribute the podcast, the Find Your Flow podcast. In case you're wondering, this podcast that you're listening to right now, you can go to findyourflowpodcast.com to find all the episodes and find all the different places you can subscribe. Please subscribe if you get a moment. If you like it, share it with your friends, leave a review, let people know. And my goal, well, actually, when I, it wasn't a goal when I moved to this new platform because it was just, I wouldn't have thought that it was possible at the beginning, but once I moved, I started getting a bunch of downloads, a lot more than I had been getting before. I think part of it was I just didn't have very good analytics on my old platform. And then two, I didn't have very good distribution. So those two things were huge, of course. And then I wasn't putting out episodes nearly as often. I was doing a weekly show and I've upped it in recent months to a daily show. And that, all those things combined with some additional social media marketing and, excuse me, I got a cough. Um, social media marketing, free uh, organic type marketing that I've been doing, I started to get a lot more downloads. And I realized, hey, man, they would be amazing to set a goal of hitting 100,000 downloads within a year of being on this new platform and so the deadline is coming up for that one year anniversary on this new platform late march i don't remember the exact date but we actually hit that hit and exceeded that goal last month so in 11 months we got over a hundred thousand downloads so thank you so much for listening and being here i really appreciate your time it's precious it's valuable it is the most valuable thing that any of us have is our time and our attention. So thank you. And I try to add a ton of value with the meanderings here and the insights, and hopefully you get a lot of value. And 
then last month actually happened to be the most, the biggest by far number of downloads I got. The month before that was 12,000, I think, and that was maybe the first or second biggest month that the shows had. And then last month was like 21,000, over 21,000 downloads in a single month. No paid marketing. So I'm really excited. I've been wanting to build the show up, but I haven't really had the time or energy. I've been focused on other things, but I want to keep it going because I feel it's really important. I really feel called to do it. There's a lot of things that I share on here that I feel are important to say and important for some people to hear. I hope valuable, like I said, for some people to hear. And especially during this day and age, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world. And it's not something we can always talk about with people close to us. Some of us don't have people in our own physical lives that we can actually talk about certain things with. And that can be really challenging and it can be really lonely. And I know that from personal experience. And maybe you do too. And we may not have the same viewpoints on things. That's the other thing. And so we can agree to disagree. And it seems like in the physical world or, or even online, especially online, like social media is a freaking nightmare for this, I've, I feel, in my experiences. It's like even it's like hard to even agree to disagree with people, right? It's like some people are so, what is that sound? My car is doing some weird sound, sorry. Um, even trying to disagree with someone like respectfully is sometimes really difficult. And that's part of what's going on right now that is interesting to me. I'm a marketer by trade. That's something I've been studying for a long time now. I've really been doing it, I guess, since 1998, 97, actually, even. All kinds of different marketing and psychology and advertising and all these kind of things I'm really into. I have been for a while. And so for me, there's a lot of interesting things that have been happening that I can look at marketing and I can look at psychology and I can look at this, the esoteric stuff that I study. And and there's fascinating, <laughs> fascinating dots that can be connected here. And just because dots connect doesn't mean it's real or it's true. However, it doesn't mean that it isn't right so where are we going with this let's keep it practical for a little while first before we go off into deep outer space is space even real is space fake i don't even know who knows at this point you can show me all your proof i could show you all my proof but i've never been to outer space in my physical body and there are even astronauts that at this point, have said on camera that they haven't either, and that if anybody says that they have their line. So that's uh, pretty interesting. There's Russian cosmonauts that have basically said that, two of them that I know of at least, and then even our own uh, Buzz, not Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Aldrin has said uh, as much about the moon. You know, said some pretty interesting things about the moon. So have we even been to the moon? For real? Or was it all just a Hollywood set? There's video and testimony supposedly by Stanley Kubrick, the famous director that 
throws, well, I mean, it doesn't even throw questions about that up, uh, raises questions. I mean, like, that's basically exactly what he says. It's like, it wasn't real. Um, but do your own research. I'm just throwing things out there for you to, to check out if you haven't already. Flat Earth. I think I'm going to do a whole episode about Flat Earth. What is, what, I mean, but here's something I do want to talk about, about that, before I try to go deeper into that subject, because, again, I think that's a whole episode's worth of madness right there. But the process, the process that I take when I'm researching things, and speaking of research things, I'm doing a bunch of books right now, publishing, producing and publishing a bunch of books right now. One of them is about well, marketing, um, fractional CMO. So that's chief marketing officer for people, companies that are big enough where they need a lot more marketing help potentially, or they, they maybe can even, they don't need a whole lot of help. So different levels, basically helping people who are entrepreneurs and business owners determine what level of help do they need to hit their marketing goals. Do they need a full-time person? Do they need just some specific tools? Do they need an in-house team? Do they need to outsource it? Do they need a fractional CMO to help them implement this stuff? I'm going to put down the windows. It's getting really hot in here. And so that's one of the books I'm working on to just help people get clear about that. Along with that, I have a potential client, and so I'm doing this audit, a marketing audit for them right now. And um, I like systems, checklists, things that allow me to get into flow while I'm doing them. And one thing that really is flow-inducing in, in, inducing can really help me facilitate flow for myself is checklists, right? Because then I don't have to think and try to remember stuff and use conscious energy. And if I can just have directions, a roadmap, a checklist that guides me, a mind map that guides me through these things, even without thinking, where I can just go and check the box, oh, that's, that, that's done, yep, they got this, oh, okay, here's this keyword, here's that cost per click, here's, um, you know, this, yes, they have this social media platform, yes, they have this other social media platform. That's really exciting for me because cause I'm a geek and I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so there's that kind of thinking, right? Marketing in kind of this linear fashion of going through a process, SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, or Standard Operating Process, and following those roadmaps, those checklists. And then there's kind of the nonlinear, out-of-the-box, so to speak, kind of way of marketing, which is like, okay, let's look at the deeper questions here. Who is your target audience? Who buys from you? And how often do they buy? And what is their motivation for buying? What are their pain points? What keeps them up at night? Who are your competitors? And helping go through that process, which can also, again, be documented and streamlined and checklist and, and worksheeted. And that way I don't have to remember each time, right? I'm asking the same questions. I'm asking, going through the same process, an audit, if you will. And that can be, again, very flowing and fun. And then there's the part where we start to kind of connect the dots for them. Oh, okay, here's the pain points. Here's what where people are, are hanging out that are your ideal clients. Here's what your ideal clients' demographics are, their age, their 
um, gender, their physical location, if you're in a physical kind of market, right, uh, product or service. Um, here's their income. They, here's their general makeup, right? We call this an avatar a lot of times, buyer avatar or ideal client. And we can we can make that a, a, a an, an imaginary person, right? And then we can market to that imaginary person in real life, use that as a template to do our marketing and systematize our, our processes for our marketing. So that's all good. Now, then we get into unrelated, but counterpoint to that is flat earth, right? Space. Is it real? Is it fake? Well, of course it's real, Winston. We know that. We, only dummies believe in flat earth. We've got all this proof. We've got globes. We've got so-and-so in gravity. And, you know, did you know that some people don't believe in gravity? Did you know that some people believe it's about buoyancy and density? And there's some pretty interesting things around that. Like I saw somebody who put an anvil in a pool or a uh, bucket of mercury and the anvil floated. An anvil is pretty darn heavy, if you didn't know that. And yet it floated like nothing on mercury. Why? Because of the, the difference in density and buoyancy. And but if it, but which is heavier? Well, the anvil is heavier. It, so you know these kind of interesting things with, around this idea of gravity. I've been looking into, and here's the thing. One of the things that I think prevents people from seeing certain things that are very obvious to others is social stigma, and we've been conditioned, many of us from birth, certain things about our surroundings, our environment, and we unknowingly just accept them as facts because that's the way it's always been. And that's not necessarily a bad or good thing. I mean, from one perspective, it's like we need to have the game, the game of life, the game of discovering who we are, right? If we want to get all existential and back zoom way out, it's like, well, you know, at the beginning there was like nothingness or God and no beginning, no end. Well, that gets boring, right? So at some point you got to kind of like have some kind of something happen. Otherwise, it's just like foreverness, forever. And there, there's no point and, you know, it just would get boring. So at some point, God, you know, or the Big Bang or whatever you want to believe happens and then life starts to evolve. And whether you believe is primordial soup or creative design, um, we we as individuals can each make up our own mind. One could say, oh, well, it's all just complete chance, complete randomness, and, um, you know, there's no God, and it's all science, right? Um, <laughs> and then one could say, oh, no, well, it's not science, clearly, or it's not random, it's not uh, all evolution. There's obviously a creative design behind it, right? There's obviously creative, I because I am, because I am conscious, because I think therefore I am, there is creative patterns in life throughout everything that I am aware of. And because of that, and because of maybe the Bible or because of personal experiences, you know, I believe that there is God. So we can have these different ideas about reality and based mostly on our own opinions or our own experiences or experiences that we've heard about or learned about. And 
our beliefs, my, my position, and what I'm positing to you, friend, is that our beliefs about our reality shape our reality, okay? And many people will disagree or experience, believe that they are, there's the outside world and they are reacting to it or they are interacting with it, but that it is kind of separate and outside of their themselves. Whereas other people might say or view things as the inside world is, the outside world is a reflection of their inside world. And by changing our inner views and inner paths and inner understandings and self, we, in a sense, shape the outside world or we view the outside world differently and that shapes that reality for us. Right, perception is reality. A great example of this that came up recently for me. I'm a, so I'm a big fan of the show Survivor. I've probably talked about that before. I don't remember. I think I've done an episode probably about it. But one really cool thing that happened recently on an episode was Jeff Probst, the host, said something about about that exact same thing. You know, he there so it's in season I think I'm in twenty nine or thirty nine. I, I don't remember. I got I was watching from the beginning, very first one all the way through. I got to like season nine or thirteen and then we stopped paying for Hulu because it was really freaking expensive. And then um but then I discover and I was really upset because basically the only reason I, we still had Hulu was because I was marathoning Survivor from season one, episode one all the way to through infinity and beyond. And I got to, like I said, season 9 or 12 or 13, somewhere in that range. And then we switched. And then I discovered that Amazon Prime had it included. So I was super stoked. And I started watching that. But it's like the same day I started watching it, like within an episode or two, it's like, nope, that one's not free. Now you only get like episodes, seasons 1 through eight for free but and then like some random ones like 29 30 31 and everything else you got to pay for it's like what the heck so anyway excuse me then i had the, the decision of like do i stick to my my whole like now i gotta start buying from season 14 on um i don't want to spend the extra money but i really want to keep that continuity and see the evolution of the whole thing from a meta standpoint and the way that the play the game evolves the way that jeff you know, evolves as a host. You know, there's all these things that to me, to be able to watch that many years of something successful is just like so fascinating. It's the cool social experiment that's legal that's been going on for a super long time, super well documented, and I, I find it fascinating. So there's all that. And then, and then my family, like I was, Elena used to hate the show or not not be interested, I guess is maybe a better way to say it. And I never really showed the kids it. They were kind of young. But then, you know, one night Bradley's up late and, or trying to stay up late, as kids sometimes do, you know, there's shenanigans. And I was, yeah, I turned it on. So I was like, okay, it's time for me to just chill and watch Survivor. And he, of course, you know, comes out and starts watching it with me. And then he kind of starts digging it. And then, you know, Ethan, our little guy, he happened to come out and it was like during a... um. Uh, one of the challenges, a reward challenge, and those are super competitive and physical, and he's a pretty physical little dude, and so he was, like, kind of stoked on it, and then it shows animals every once in a while, and, like, you know, camping, and eventually Elena got in, so now we've, the, all four, four of us, 
um, you know, we're all loving it. Elena's digging it. The kids are digging it. So um, the good news with that is it's like pretty fun family time. I, I get to talk strategy with Bradley. He's very conceptual and strategic like that. So it's some pretty high level strat, you know, lots of layers of strategy, social strategy there, which is really exciting for me and him to talk about. And then um, Ethan, you know, is uh, more on the kind of just like not that level, but it, he just really enjoys it. And Elena digs it for a lot of levels of uh, things. And so it's a really fun thing, good family time. The downside is that then at night when I'm by myself and trying to chill, now I feel bad watching it because they're pretty invested. <laughs> so I might have to just start buying the earlier episodes and watching those on my own. Anyway, uh, this part where Jeff was like, there was this, so there's this uh, girl, lady, she's a, or was like Miss USA, and Jacqueline is her name. And then um, this guy, Keith, and he's, you know, from from the south and just kind of, you know, a little rough around the edges. And there's a part where she, okay, so her boyfriend, John, was is also on the show. It's blood versus water theme, which is pretty fascinating. And then he, her boyfriend, John, was sent to Exile Island, right? And they they could be a strong alliance because that's a pair, right? You get two votes potentially for your tribe, which is really powerful, or for your alliance. And there's, uh, but then as soon as John gets sent to Exile Island, the other guys on the on the on her tribe, uh, they start acting differently to her. You know, they start they they're just kind of not, you know, and two of the guys are younger and they're just kind of whatevers, you know, they're not um, super good mannered or anything. And then Keith is, uh, you know, spinning and just, they're just doing bodily function things that, you know, maybe are not so appealing to the ladies. And so that was a turnoff for her. And, and just the fact that, you know, they were kind of jerky to her, you know, when John wasn't there. And so John gets back from Exile Island. She's kind of saying like, hey, these guys, yeah, they were cool before, but then when you left, they started being kind of jerky and gross and I don't really want to vote with them anymore. And he's like, well, you know, being a guy, it's kind of like, well, you know, what can you do? It's like, that's who they are. And we can't be emotional about this. This is an emotional, is not an emotional decision. We have to be more pragmatic. We have to be, uh, you know, maybe kind of put up with some of that just to get us further in the game. And then when they get to tribal council, you know, it becomes, it's a, Jeff is asking these questions, trying to get their different perspectives and what are they thinking before they go to the vote. And he points out, he's like, well, you know, so he's asking Keith, like, well, because she, she kind of called him out, like, yeah, the guys were kind of jerky and gross and doing these things. And, um, you know, Keith explains himself. And from his perspective and his background, it's like, well, whatever, these are natural bodily functions. And, uh, you know, it's it's all normal. And, you know, just explaining himself. And from his perspective, he's absolutely right, you know. Um, but then from her perspective, she, it's un, it's unnecessary it's gross it's uh not something that she wants to be aligned with and jeff points this out he's like well perception is reality you know and from her perception that's on that's unnecessary and probably the other ladies too and they were in agreement and so they're they both lived in a sense in in the same physical 3d space you know for 39 days anyway and yet they have these very different realities, right? Because of their background, because of their personal experiences, their upbringings. And that can impact this game that they're playing, this pseudo reality of survivor, 
where it's these super harsh conditions and there's all these levels of strategy and, um, you know, gameplay. And yet it, it has real world impacts, big impacts that they're playing for a million dollars. They're playing for title of Soul Survivor and not being sensitive to what somebody else's frame of reference is, somebody else's reality. And yeah, you can agree to disagree and yet it can still it can still have that impact of like, well, I'm still gonna vote you out. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's your reality, cool. Go have your reality over there. Like you just been you just been cut out, right? You've been fired. You're let go. You're ostracized. <sighs> yeah, so there we go, friend. <laughs> What does that what does that mean for you in your life? Can you relate to any of that at all? My kid is almost done with his art lesson, so I gotta wrap this up here. But I think about these things. Think about these things. What's going on in life? What's going on around me? Who have I cut ties with recently because of these kind of things where certain people can't even can't get out of their own reality and and the and the unfortunate part is the realities are so some of the realities out there happening right now are very it's like you can see how they've been formulated and it's been formulated by certain let's say it medias okay certain agendas and it's very clear to those who can see it and it's not so clear to those who are most greatly affected by it so we can see some of these people kind of snap out of it. Like I've seen a couple of people who kind of snap out of it here or there. And it's under, unfortunately under kind of horrific and horrible circumstances where it's finally starting to click for them that things, certain realities are living under false pretenses, are... Yeah, I'll stick with that. They're skewed. I mean, we all, to, to an extent, we're all skewed, right? None of us are necessarily seeing objective, not not that there is even such a thing as objective truth. Um, I think that just being able to recognize that, okay, I'll give you an example. Right now, um, I'm seeing kids who are getting ready for their art class. Two kids are not wearing a mask. One kid is and they're outside in the sun and there's fresh air all around and there's no one else around so what is how how and some people in a car like now fortunately now just i gotta wrap it up once and get quick i'm in texas it's a very different vibe here and different scene than it is in california where we moved from and in california there was a definite vibe with masks, and there's a battle. Even though they just had a Super Bowl there with 70,000 maskless people, the school boards are San Diego School District, where my wife worked and no longer works, after 15 years of paying into that school system and working that school system as a special education specialist, um, you know, all her payments into her future retirement and all that and blah, blah, blah. And 
the union and this and that, whoosh, gone, just like that. She didn't want to take certain medication. My wife has uh, certain medical things that would make taking experimental things very not not kosher, very unhealthy, very dangerous. Here's my kid, all right. Maskless, I'll point out. So there we go, friends. A lot going on. I don't want to get political, but here we are, right? How did how did politics become part of day to day life? I guess that's kind of the bigger question, isn't it? From my perspective, it is. How did, how does me moving to Texas make people question that? What up, kid? All right, good. All right. So thank you so much for listening, friend. Here we are. Take care. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate you. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. <laughs>